It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Hello, welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. It's your boy Alex Brown back at it. Uh, the, the Trace Amigos. We just spent uh, some time talking about the fantasy league that I got relegated from, so I don't even think there's a Division Two or anything like that. I just try again next year or something. I don't know. But uh, good luck to all the players. Anyways, here with uh, Eddie and Cleon. How you doing, uh, Eddie? How's it, how's it going, man? It's, it's, it's going good. Um, happy to be here with you guys. I'm glad we have Alex back on the podcast, uh, as we know by the other Orlando City podcasts. You don't really have an Orlando City podcast unless you have at least one white Alex. So we have two to pick from. So we got at least one in the house. So I'm excited. Let's get it going. <laughs> All right. Cleon? That, that guy's ridiculous. It's an Alex or a Gavin. You got to have one of the two. We got an Alex. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm not even not even mad after uh, these recent events lately, but um, ready to go. Let's have a good show, man. Hey, okay. Clint, can I can I say I think you're not mad because you finally took my advice and gave oh, yeah. up on the shield. Yeah, I gave up on the shield, and now I'm stress free. There you go. I'm proud of that. I'm happy for you. Step step one was completed there. I think a disclaimer <laughs> needs to be made that uh, Cleon is uh, probably not going to be on his A game today. He is uh, fully submersed in data and spreadsheets for fantasy football uh, drafts. I'm sure he's doing mock drafts as we speak. So uh, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be having to nudge him probably a little bit as the as the day goes on, but. Uh, <laughs> He's he may randomly go off on his spreadsheet. It's uh, it's okay. I mean, there's a lot of great information on there, and I'm confident Cleon will again again kick everybody's butt as usual with his math skills. So, uh, but we'll get on to the hosts. I wish uh, I could lose again in that league, but I'm sure somebody will take my wooden spoon spot. <laughs> uh, but uh, on to the hosts. Uh, Accurate Mortgage Group. Uh, if you guys need uh, any loans or for. Uh, houses mortgages uh maybe you got a, a real real estate agent uh but you're looking for somebody that can be more well versed in uh in the loan side of things uh hit up leo at loans by leo at amg lenders uh they help a lot of people on oc twitter he's got a cool uh little program that goes on where uh, he'll he'll uh, help you guys out if you go through with orlando lions then uh so hit up him for more details uh eddie yeah, no, an accurate mortgage. I just did a refi with them the other day. Leo and his, and his team were uh, efficient, quick, explained everything to me. So I'm a little bit of a of a, a nonce with that kind of stuff. So uh, he walked me through it. And um, so we're, um, we use, you know, we have a lot of people who've used our sponsors, who've used accurate mortgage, who have used JJ Utuga Landscaping. There's several. Uh, um, obviously, you got myself too, the Remutual agent here in the Orlando area. I've been able to help several people can reach out to me. And then last, we have a Field Turf USA. We'll be seeing them um, hanging out with the Field Turf crew on September 10th in Atlanta. We're looking forward to meeting them. And again, the Premier League, they have that that blend of Field Turf and natural grass. That's how those pitches look so amazing over there in Europe. So we're glad to have uh, have them on board. Yeah, I forget to mention any. I shouldn't make you do your own plug, I guess. But uh, uh, if you guys are looking for insurance, uh, home insurance, uh, motor car insurance, uh, life insurance, anything like that, a lot of that stuff that's 
miserable that nobody likes to have, but you got to have it. Uh, and you maybe you're looking to save a few bucks, Eddie. At least give him a try. He can always uh, do his best to see what he can do to uh, cut some coverages off. I used to sell some insurance myself back in the day, and uh, I know it's a it's a tough job, but you know you do a lot of good stuff and save a lot of money for people on a daily basis. So pretty cool. Thank, thank you, but, sir. Uh, we'll get into going here. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, fun but uneventful 0-0 draw against Miami. It felt like uh, goals should have been pouring in, like the announcers decided to say on the live stream uh, about eight minutes in, how goals are always pouring in, and it was starting to seem hot. And then they mentioned how uh, there was no no team has ever been shut out in this matchup before. And as soon as that happened, about minute eight or nine, I knew. We're in for a zero-zero draw. Uh, honestly, when I saw the back line, and it was uh, Pedro, Jao, uh, Robin, Antonio, and Juan, we're not allowing a goal. That's it. Most of the time, those five are back there. So I kind of knew it was going to be Miami zero, and it was just going to be, are we going to get one? And unfortunately, we did not. Uh, we got uh, close a few times. Vandervater had a, a really good opportunity earlier in the game. Uh right off the inside of the post almost thought it was going to go in but uh he missed that one and then had a few other chances uh throughout the match what do you think uh cleon we'll start with you what, what are your thoughts about that zero zero draw yeah that was it was a it was a pretty wild game for for zero zero i mean there was there was goals disallowed there was there was a little controversy here and there i mean um it was a national television game well with espn right yep it was on espn yeah espn game um it, this, the the game it you would have thought it was it was going to be definitely going to be some goals in it because like I said it was kind of kind of open at least for us at the beginning but then again we've kind of been doing that lately like we've been coming out we've been kind of coming out uh on fire like blazing but we just we just don't finish the job like we just we don't score it um even Santos even against Santos we were doing that we are we are all over him um we 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 keep blowing chances. We're not finishing like we should, and uh, it's coming back to bite us. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, watching from home, man. I I forgot to get the. Uh, I didn't get the the clip from the guy, uh, the announcer, the Hispanic announcer. As soon as the second half started, he literally gave a shout out, and then he said. I'm just going to give a shout out to Tesho Akindeli and then immediately two footed him, just like we do. It was absolutely epic. He's like, just give a shout out to Tesho. He had a really, really tough night. And pretty rare you have a night that bad, like just going in on him. And uh, even like worse than like I thought. I was like, man, that was a little rough. And then the British announcer gets in and says, yep, and add insult to injury. Uh, he wasn't called up by the Canadian national team for World, for World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, Tesha had a tough half, uh, but uh, I mean, I'm I'm starting to. I mean, if he's going to be the starting striker for the majority of the time, I don't know. Uh, Eddie, what what do you think about not only Tesha but the whole team? Well, like like Leon said, um, at the beginning we come out hot, and um, I think uh, it seems like you know it's a conscious effort. Poppy likes to play with a lead, and you know Poppy is going when he, if you give Poppy a chance to bunker, he, he's going to take it. But it, it it helps to do that when you have a lead, and we make an effort to to kind of get out 
get out um, out to a quick start, try to get a lead, and then then there's kind of this lull always, and then we hang on. That's kind of how, how we we've been playing this year. But the lack the problem is we haven't had anybody who's been clinical in front of goal this year. It's Nani really. You know, Vanuars had some chances. Akandeli hasn't had his scoring boots on for since the last like the first month or so. And um, Benji's had its moments, and Mueller's Mueller's already. I think he he FedExed his scoring boots to Scotland already. But um, so we're just not having anyone who who can score and get out to that early lead. Um, then Fagal does a handball in the box. Test shows got a penalty kick, and then I mean it was just it, that penalty kick was so bad it made me miss Nani's penalty kicks. Like it was that bad, and um, and then that got saved, and then and then we had a couple other good chances. Uh, the you know the goalie uh, Marsman. Yeah, I don't know if it was just like a battle of the Dutchman, him and Vanderwater, but but he he stood on his head and and saved bailed him out late. I think on Urso or or DK shot late. So it, there's only so many chances you're gonna get. You got to bury one of them in order to try to win. Um, it's just you, you you're going to have to. We're gonna have to be more clinical, or these kind of one nothing zero zero games are gonna continue. Because defensively, we're solid. We we haven't been allowing many goals since the New York embarrassment. Um, and then Pedro was back, and he, he he saved a day early on too from a bizarro point blank shot. And um, but but uh, what's gonna say is that that until we um, you know when you're playing a Miami team and who is bunkered back they play like a 5-3-3 but on defense it was like eight back you know if you don't have quality and ability to find a third and some kind of cutting edge you're not going to get through that so what was happening is they were kind of squeezing us forcing us to go crosses and then we're sending crosses into into two center backs with just Tesha and who just doesn't seem to be able to leap for his size. So it, it was, it was, it was boring in a way. It was wild in a way. And, but it was also kind of flat because, you know, you're just like, we weren't creating enough, enough chances. And, and um, I think we really should have put him away early. If you ask me. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, we definitely missed Nani on that penalty kick. Uh, although Who would have thought it was right? nice to point out that like, cause the, British announcer was saying how old Nani is two for two and he did uh, two for two in penalties this year for Orlando city. Actually he's two for two. He hasn't missed this year, mm-hmm. but then the, uh, the Spanish announcer came in with the truth and was like, not so fast. Yeah, Orlando so. city fans here. Yeah. No, They'll no, tell no. you that he is not the best at penalty kicks. So. No, Nani and the MLS all-star game. He, I think he did like an outside the boot cross to the corner flag. That's oh what he's trying God. to do <laughs> in the All-Star game. I mean, that was yeah. atrocious. But to be fair, Cleon's, you know, check on these numbers. What what was Tesho before that? Six for six, right? Career? Yeah, he yeah, he was he was six for six. Um, from what I could find. I did like after that, uh, after we got bounced out the playoffs, mm-hmm. I um I went into like a one of these uh numbers holes where I, I went literally searching up um uh people's penal uh penalty taken to see if anybody was better. Um, Tesha was actually the best at the time. Like, uh, from what I was able to find in between um, his penalty kicks he took in the MLS, which it wasn't that many. You'd think maybe about four, three or four. Um, and and in between the shootouts that I could find, he was he was at least six for six, which was uh, um, the most made without a miss that I could find out of the guys on the team. Um, so I mean, when when Nani wasn't there, I was saying I was I said to myself, I said, "Oh, Tesla should take this," and and you saw what happened. So yeah. it's, I I just I don't understand. I don't understand. It's it's like 
I don't understand what it is with this team, man. It's it's almost like back in the day, like when um a lot of old heads that used to uh, watch the magic back in the day when Shaq used to be here. Shaq and Dwight Howard actually. Nick and Anderson. it's like and they just can't hit free throws. And then and then and then because they're missing, then the guys that even can shoot, they're missing as well. And it becomes like mental. That's it, man. Because, As a, a non-Magic have... fan, I could remind yeah. you guys about Nick Anderson's free throws in the finals. Oh Sorry, too soon. It was like 25 years this ago. Guy, this guy, yeah. But um, it, it's almost like it just it's become mental. And like guys are just um, – because even when everyone – the fans and probably probably Nani's teammates, Nani himself, the coaches, I'm sure when he goes up, everyone's thinking, oh, my God, please don't miss because he's missed so many. But then every time someone else has stepped up to take it, they missed too. Yeah. <laughs> like Mauricio, who to to his credit, he's been a bad, he's been a bad penalty taker his entire career. Worse um, than Donnie. Yeah, he's worse than Donnie. So anybody pining for that one, you can throw that out the window right now. Um <laughs> uh I, I was at the time after we got Pato, I was like, maybe he could take him, but he's not even good at him. Is that Paulo? Yeah. So it's like I, I don't I don't know what to do, bro. Mm. I, I'm at a loss. Because yeah. that's him taking it. That's exactly who I would have taken in. Same yeah. result. I've said it before. I just like Benji's courage. Like Benji, Benji to me is like just fearless. You know, like he's a guy who's just going to, he's just going to put his laces through it. But that's my pick or Urso too. But, but I understand why they picked Tesho. And then fans are like, well, when you pick Vanderwater, we, we, we never even know. We don't even know if he's good at them. Right. And, uh, and Mauricio's nice on the ball, but he, he can't keep PKs. Messi's not good at PKs. Maxi Morales sucks at PKs. Chicharito sucks at PKs. There's, it, it's, it's a different skill set. And, um, and um, what's it called? I know we weren't going to sub in Kyle Smith just for that moment, you know, um, just to kick a PK guys. And so it was it, as frustrating as it was, but you don't, you know, and Bobby doesn't have the luxury of hindsight, but put it in context. Tesho was six for six. Um, he was, the, he's, a, he's one of the senior players on the pitch for Orlando city. Right. And one of the senior players period. And, and Poppy already plays them more than he probably should. As it is, you put that in confidence. Context, of course, he was going to pick Tesho. So it's just, it just didn't work out. But, but I think Tesho, Tesho picked himself. Honestly, I think he just got up and I mean, that to his credit, he drew the PK. He's never missed a, He's never missed one. Yeah, so, it was I mean, a no brainer to let Tesho take it. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was. He, he walked straight. He walked straight to it and he took it. But, and, and if um, anybody on the team provided in the 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 skill that was yeah. shown, yeah. was absolutely poor. Yes, but it was terrible. Yeah, it was no, it was it like he it was like it was like knee height, like a uh, foot away from like right down the center. It was it was atrocious. Like if you're um, gonna hit it there, at least hit it hundred miles an hour so you get a chance of a rebound. Which at least what Nani does, right? Like Nani at least like because remember Nani's got his own rebounds twice, I think, on PKs, right? Yeah. So um so the but I mean look, Tesho earned a foul. Um, or what did a handball? And then he he's a senior guy. And if anybody on this team read Chris Mueller's book, bet on yourselves, I'd put I'd bet on the Tesho did. So he bet on himself and it didn't work out. Yeah. Hey, and um even even guys like Benji, Benji, Mueller, uh Vanderwater, um, you know, the goal scores, people just hey, well, he just take it. But I mean, outside of Benji, the one Benji took in the thing, I couldn't find anywhere where Benji's ever took one. He wasn't even taking them in college and he was their leading scorer. So um, even DK, DK, the same thing, not even in college, he was taking them. And then they let him take one at Barnes because he was sitting on a, when he was sitting on a brace and he bricked it too. So I don't, I don't understand what's the deal with our players, bro. They just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm at a loss, bro. They just, we just cannot 
kick PKs. Unless the shootouts were fine, except for Nani. Nani is still breaking on shootouts too. But everyone else, they seem fine. But it's like in an actual game under those circumstances, I don't know what happens. And and then the natural the MLS All-Star game. If anyone could do it, it's Nani. We're like everyone was watching at home. Like, narrator what? was narrator's like <laughs> he, he doesn't know. Not the case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, either way, they got to figure it out because it's frustrating, yeah. and it really has a. It, it makes you feel super frustrated because for me, I watch that match and I look at it, and if we make that penalty. It's a professional victory, one zero. Absolutely, hundred percent. Again, we went. We went. Uh, a, dar, uh, a derby opponent, you know, and it's it's a huge dub, and it makes you think we could literally win it all. And then instead, on the other hand, you're looking at it and you're going, "We, if we're going to miss penalties, but we're probably not going to win it all. We're probably not really going to stand much of a chance because that's going to come along in the playoffs at exactly. some point, whether exactly. it's in a penalty shootout, whether it's in just a regular penalty shot." Uh, that's definitely going to come around. So Absolutely. Uh, hopefully Poppy figures that out. I got faith in them. I'm sure they'll be working on them, but uh, mm-hmm. let's uh, move on. I guess we'll talk about uh, some studs and duds for the game. Mm-hmm. Anybody uh, want to start us off? Eddie? I'll, go, I'll go ahead and start it. Yeah, so studs. Uh, Antonio Carlos, man, what a beast. Jeez. And, uh, you know, shout out to him because when, once Breck Shea came in for a former Arsenal legend, Kieran Gibbs, um, he, he started, he, he seemed to, to really turn on the offense. You know, it, it was Orlando was pretty much in control and until that point. And he, he, he's got that really good kind of, you know, early through bar, low cross that, that bends really well. And, and Carlos had to really time and, and make some, some tough slides to stop those from coming through. And he, he was busy because I mean, Miami's offense was like park the bus and just hoof balls, you know, play like Brexit ball and hoof balls over to, to, you know, to some old Argentinian who was too tired and wasn't a smart game plan, but, but Carlos was busy. He kept go, he going down in his pocket. I thought Joey Desart had, had, you know, he's been having two, two good games in a row. Like, him some credit he was clean and um good urso uh urso has been um um urso worked hard in the last couple matches uh i think the santos and a couple matches before then he was like a little flat-footed a step behind i feel like he, he's back to his early form this year underwater wasn't as much of a threat this match against the fire um but i wouldn't say he's a dud mueller mueller i mean like tried hard but i mean we need we need something dud's gonna have to be tesho you know, for sure. Stud is going to be, I'm going to say two studs. I'm going to say um, Antonio Carlos and I'm going to say uh, Pedro Galese again for that saving us point black. I don't know even now how he made that save. That was incredible. Because he's incredible. That's easily my stud. The guy gets you points. Uh, if we don't win a trophy, it will not be because of Pedro Galese. That guy is absolutely unbelievable. I don't believe still that he plays for us uh, makes me very grateful, but the guy stands on his head. That save was unreal. There's no other way to describe it. I thought absolutely no chance. This guy's saving this ball. Didn't, I thought it went in when he, uh, when he hit it. So, but it somehow was off the line. I mean, the guy always knows where he's at. Uh, grateful to have him, man. That guy was easily the stud. I say dud is, just as easily, Tesho. Cleon, you're up. Dud Tesho, 100%. No questions asked. 
We forgot to yeah. mention that how he's you know Jansen's potential goal that he yeah. stopped. Yeah, I don't think it was going in. It would have been real close, but yeah. uh, when it's real close, you don't. Yeah, but it could have yeah, hit the but... post and gone in too. Like you exactly. know, I was behind it. I you know, I was at like at a good angle from like from his back when I could see where the goal was. I mean, who, who knows? But man, this is against Atlanta. He was offsides and cost us to win. You know, he needs to get that Dom Dwyer offside thing out of his system. He's get back onside. Offside, I feel like. I don't know. You have a different stud, Cleon. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Pedro. It's real close between him and uh, Antonio. Um, I'll, I'll go Pedro because he just, he just does it over and over and over again. Um, I wish he was here. He wish he was around more. Um, in between, in between this whole getting called up every two seconds, and if he's not called up. Poppy wants to leave him out there in New York for no reason and get him hurt. <laughs> still mad about that. Still, still to this day, bro, because he should have been out. Yeah, I mean, Mason wasn't there, at least in the media part today of training, so it could be Ginger Ninja time. Well, we'll see. I'm excited about that. I am definitely excited about the possibility of seeing Adam Grenwest back in goal over uh, over Mason, because if you get uh, – if you get uh, – Cleon's wins above replacement stat out. It probably wouldn't be too favorable for that for old Mason. So, well, yeah, yeah. Or poor Brandon Austin, but yeah, yeah but Mason, he, Mason's, Mason, Mason's gotten better every single match. Yeah, so. yeah, I feel comfortable enough with him now. I could say that. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm happy he's finally getting minutes, especially because we've sat and watched him and, and seen his story for years. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now he's getting minutes and he's improving. So he had a shutout in his last start, right? Got, he's uh, had several. Yeah, yeah and that was a real. Well, that was a real one. shutout. That was a real one. Yeah, he made he made some he made some what we called last week, you know, point earning saves. You know, last yeah. week for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like Which how is you, what Pedro does every match. You know, I also like Eddie how you shouted out a couple of things. I want to talk about about the game, kind of about the roster. You shouted out Desart. I th- I agree. I thought he he yeah was the most exceptionally mm-hmm. above where his baseline is. He was he was definitely mm-hmm. playing out of his shoes more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really helps keep the 0-0 draw, I think, especially give us, gives us some opportunities. But I also want to th- – something that you touched on um, was Mueller. And this has been on – of course, Chris Mueller has been on, on social media is – does he seem a little checked out, right? He We got happy birthday messages from both teams, and he only retweets the new team, right? It's uh, He's still playing for us. Uh, he, has, he hasn't been producing the same way. Uh, he looks a little flustered on the pitch. Um, are you guys thinking, is it possible he's checked out? I mean, is he is he still bringing a competitive advantage to the team, or is it about time to maybe have him be at the net you know, 18, but on the bench, bring him in off, off, off there. What do you guys think, Cleon? Um, I would, I would say yes, but I mean, um, Vanderwater himself is a little hit and miss. Um, I wouldn't say miss, um, but he's, I I don't know why he seems like he's been impacting the game more when he's coming off the bench for whatever reason. Then when we see him for extended minutes, he seems like he's, but we had the same issue with Mueller, if we remember yeah. correctly. Uh, we had the same thing with Mueller, and sometimes you just got to leave a guy out there till he, till he starts clicking. You know what I mean? And we know Mueller ain't going to be here. If Mueller's not playing up to uh, his standard he was last year. I mean, 
he shouldn't have that position locked down in that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, the last few when, games, I'd say Benji yeah. has it locked down over Chris. I mean, if he's been yeah, that's in what, that yeah, so, position. Yeah, so, I mean, Chris hasn't Chris hasn't done anything besides the fact that he's leaving. He hasn't uh, he hasn't produced to the level to where he should be locked in starter in and out as far as this season goes. He's been he's been way down um, from where he was. So um, maybe you could just give a run out. Maybe you could just give a run out to him or or just even just start uh, keep starting Benji when uh, when we get when we get the the center forwards back. Um, DK or possibly the other guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should just leave Benji out there. Yeah, I I was strong on this when Mueller announced, and I still still am. I don't think he'd ever quit on this team or this club or the supporters or anything. I think it's just still a bad little run. But it's uh, it's hard not to let that birdie get in your head, though, right, when he's on the way out. Eddie, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. So, like, that's what I was – I was on team. Let's, you know, trophy season, let's keep him. Let's make a push for it. Because he, he seems like, you know, he's a Wisconsin guy, a Wisconsin Badger. You think of those guys, they're always like those corny, you know, book clubs, saying kind of types, you know, Chris Mueller's like that, uh, J.J. Watt, Russell Wilson, right? Those kind of like ones you want to bring home to your to your, to your your mommy kind of thing, you know? So the, those, are the, those are the blue-collar guys, hard hat, whatever. You, you don't think they're going to quit on the team so i'm not saying he's done that but i don't know i think maybe he's like he's trying to show what he what he's got a little too much is this game is a little more more decisive last last match when he came in late he was just missing passes with indecision this one was a little bit more decisive i like the shot he took etc but me you know i i prefer airs to aggression i guess but 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 quick decisive you know, um, decisions was what I would prefer. And we saw a little bit of that. So to me, that signals that he's, he's still trying, he's still checked in. But I think if you're in a match and you got to stick a foot in, or you got to run for that ball and maybe feel a little tight, uh, are you thinking, you know, I'm on my way out let me not do that. It's hard not to think that maybe that's in the back of his head, right? He pulls out of a tackle. He, he doesn't run a hundred percent. You know, I don't know. I feel like something like that is happening or, you know, frustration there that he's been in a bit of a slump because if historically Chris Mueller has been a streaky player, he's been a guy who, who there's a year where he scored four goals and he didn't score any goals after April. Remember that guys, you know, he's like that. So this isn't out of the norm. Last year was out of, was maybe the anomaly. This is a return to the mean at this point. Right. So, but we were expecting last year's level of Mueller and yeah, Vanderwater, Vanderwater's improving. He's a 90 minute player yet. He's could put it all together, but he, he seems like he's able to spark more of a threat. He's got, he's got the Benji quality where, where, you know, for a moment there, he could just kind of, you know, make something happen. So, and um, you got some people who have got some really good seats to clear. Close, they could hear a little bit more, like Mike Thornhill. Other people have talked about how sometimes the communication there seems to be, you know, Vanderwater is still kind of finding a way to click in with with the team, with the culture. You know, there's a lot of Latins, a lot of South Americans, and there maybe there's a certain style or there are certain expectation, and Vanderwater isn't 
you know, sometimes when you get people from certain regions, they, they know how to play a certain way already instinctually. Vendor Waters may be a little different there. And he hasn't quite blended in yet with the rest of the team. So the way you do that is by giving them minutes. So at this point, I'm on team. Let's just roll Vanderwater out there. Give him minutes. Maybe Mueller comes off the bench and makes something happen. Gets his confidence back up, right? Sometimes you got to sit someone down and, um, you know, and uh, and then they, they just need to get an easy basket, an easy bucket, an easy goal. And their confidence shoots up, you know, let him take a PK or something. I don't know. And and everyone talks about it being, ben, you know, Mueller versus Vanderwater. But there, there's when, when Nani comes back, that wing spot is taken. And uh, it's Benji. Benji's been starting more than everyone this year. So from what I could understand. So it almost seems like it's a matter of who's the backup to, to Benji at this point on one of the wings. So, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I like him too much. And uh, he, he's, he's worked too hard for me to say he's checked out completely. But maybe, maybe 5% you know, or something like that. But I think this is more or less that, that it's a Mueller slump and hopefully he breaks out of it because he has historically had those kind of slumps. I'd love to see Vanderwater on the pitch with Nani and DK and Mauricio. Mauricio. Yeah. That would be excellent because you feel, I feel like Vanderwater and uh, DK would go along well. DK likes to make those runs, get his head on balls and, uh, Van Rotter loves to curl them things in, you know. Oh so yeah, that when he cuts inside, out, so. you know, when he cuts inside and sends that 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 whip in there. Yeah, man. As DK DK will get on some of those. Hopefully, we see it. Uh, speaking of Daryl, we'll talk about him. He he uh, he got his what first thirty minutes in or so since coming back. Uh, no, forty five. Yeah, he got yeah. the whole second half. Yeah, they yanked. <laughs> that's right. Because the guy was ripping them a new one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. But, that you know you had a really bad win. Oscar Padilla took you out at halftime. After that half, too, I was like, <laughs> like took was Tesho out at halftime. Like, you know what I mean? I was kind of thinking like he he had such a bad half. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, Oscar was going to take him out because it was that bad that like were hurt his confidence. Yeah, you're really stomping on it. This is the second time he did this. Remember the opener. They yeah. tried that 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 two four four two with Panto and Tesho, and it was t- it did not work. Yep. He sat Tesho down, but you know. Well, tell me what you think about DK. How he how he did? I mean, I thought he did pretty well. Obviously, still strong as an ox. Uh, ain't nobody beating him out on anything. Watching uh, Higuain try and and muster his his old self over to young strapping Daryl DK and just get absolutely just trucked that was pretty excellent to see he did that to a few people but um how, how do you feel about his minutes the first minutes back uh, how do you feel about him coming back how do you feel about these potential transfer rumors that are coming out uh Fenerbah- Fenerbahce Fen- Fenerbahce I don't know but uh Turkish team the one of the best ones is over there um looking at him they just bought uh Diego Rossi from LAFC Apparently- for cheap yeah, like to eight to ten million, I guess. No, bro, it was like six. Six. Well, six. well and then they're looking at DK for sixteen million. I I'd take that and run personally. But also my my thought is if we get rid of DK now, it's Tesho for the rest of the season and we're just not an MLS Cup team with Tesho Ekendele as striker. So tell me what you guys think about uh, Daryl DK possibly leaving and what his 45 minutes told you about hopefully him playing continuously for Orlando City. Cleon? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's a little uh, – I don't know if it's rust. I don't know if, he, if he's just tired from um, 
basically not having a break until Gold Cup, in, in between Gold Cup and now, which was a break, but it was also possibly him just uh, trying to heal up his shoulder or something like that. Um, I don't know. He's, he's been on, a, he's his play's been on a little downturn, I guess, bro. I, I don't know if it's a little slump or, like I said, if it's just uh, tired or what, but his touch hasn't been, his touch hasn't been, hasn't been great. Um, that that one, what's that one? That one that he had, and he put it up in the stands, uh, where he, uh, what was that on side? Was that on side or no? It was, yeah. Now he played him through. He had a terrible touch that took him really far yeah, he, wide. He took him, yeah. He took him way. And then right. he tried. He tried to do what he did with Barnsley, where he scored it at near post that rocket. But I, I mean, think he said he. I think actually he was. Did you guys rewatch the game? I think he was offside. I, I, I think, think I think it ended up offside too. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't but, think he knew that at the time, though. But his but, first but, touch was was not very good. The first touch because it kicked yeah. him outside and that gave him that weird angle. But yeah, I mm-hmm. noticed that too. I mean, it, you'd be if you don't think Daryl DK's had a little decline. Uh, I guess you'd have to be blind because it's pretty obvious. But he hasn't played much for us. But ever mm-hmm. since he had the brace for the U.S. Men's National Team against Martinique, that yeah, was it's been on his, downturn. This yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because when he came back and he finally came back from Barnsley, we're like, all right, he was playing, you know, seal ball over there, just bouncing everything off their heads and noses or whatever. And um, but then he looked good, right? He came in there and looked strong and scored two yeah. goals. And then, but since then, you know, since he's been injured, even in U.S. duty, he's had some moments where where the touches let him go a little bit and, and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not sure what's going on. He's still making good runs. He's still an outlet where you can see sometimes you just ping it to him, you know, um, and he could hold it up a lot better than can and he has some good combination play like he played Mueller through right on goal I believe right or someone or or he got caught but you know he, he got it and someone was offside you know give and goes he still he still has that and he's an intelligent kid so he's gonna get it but but um yeah I mean hopefully it turns around because some of these touches haven't been quite there um some of it's gonna be rust understandably and um um but um but also those shots he needs to maybe a little bit better shot selection like on that ball, if you're, you know, I know you made that rocket shot, but it was almost like when Rivas, when he made that rocket shot against the Rapids from outside the box, I'm like, I was, I literally, when he scored, when he scored, I told my brother, I said, oh no, because he's like, well, that was a great goal. I was like, no, he's going to think he could make this all the time and keep doing it, you know? <laughs> and then when DK, the DK seems to keep taking that, that crazy Barnsley shot, you know, like he made it, yeah. but, but he, he doesn't, he, that's a, not a good shot. Like if other people tested that shot, we'd rip him for it. You know, Rivas and stuff like that. He needs to like slow with that down. The part of the 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 DK that was just one moment, but the DK that I remember was one where he got the ball, he he wanted a pie, did a give and go, made a great run, and then just smoked threw someone off. Like I mean, he is LGP's daddy, man, no doubt. And then he sent in a wicked hard cross into Nani. Nani couldn't get on it. Good defending by Miami, but he smoked people and just whipped it into the box. When he's out there, that wide, I want him to do something like that, not send a shot up into the Heineken to Rivasville. Um, the um, and then there was another one, you know, a couple give and goes where he just held somebody up and played who ran behind her. Just you know, work some nice triangles so we could actually get a wave of offense. And that's what DK brings to the table differently, where we don't have to just go wide, wide, wide all the time like we were doing, or because Tesha really can't hold up the ball as well as him. Yeah, I think I'm my worry level for DK's, uh, you know, capabilities is pretty much zero. I don't, I don't think I think it's just. He played a lot, a lot of games, well, probably 50, 60, 70 games, I'm sure, in, in a year uh, between us and when he got drafted and then he went to the U.S. and he went to Barnsley, never really got an offseason. So uh, 
I think he got it a little break, and now he's working off the rust. I think you'll probably see a goal from him in the next game or two if he's still here. You guys think he's getting transferred? Uh, I don't think so. I, I just I just feel like it would have happened by now. Um, and and then especially with him kind of being on a little bit of bad runner form, um, like you said, since Gold Cup. Um, uh, if it does, I'll say this though: if it does happen, I I hope it's I hope he has I hope he gets to stay till the end of the season before um going out because we definitely won't be able to do anything to replace him. Um, yeah. not that not that we've had him much. Um, for as much as for as much as we all talk crap about uh, Pozzo not playing any games, um, D, DK has only played five more than him for us this year. So, that's, yeah, you're gonna get it done uh, when number when you're number one and supposedly maybe number two. Uh strikers are no good so you know they're six games to five and a half games total there it is you guys hear that glass breaking that's jj coming in drunk JJ. JJ. oh no that's jason's music <laughs> that's my god that's jj's music They're just coming in riding the DK part. So, JJ, we're talking about DK. Um, you know, Fenerbahce, there was reports that they're going to buy someone in MLS. They're getting Diego Rossi. So, apparently, Fenerbahce's bought their one person. So, but then there's still stuff saying that that DK is going to go for even more. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. JJ, you seem to believe DK is going. Well, why is that? I believe that uh, he'll be gone uh, most likely by the end of – I think he'll stay for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like Chris Mueller, I wouldn't be surprised because technically you can still sign people. You're just going to have to wait until the next transfer window to go and play for them or whatever. So I don't, I, I go to Turkey. I mean, Kyle Lahren did great. Why not uh, Daryl DK, you know, going to Fenerbahce? It's a great team. It's a Europa League team, actually, uh, this year. But it, it would be great. Him and Rossi up there, that would be killer for that Turkish team. So, and from the reports that I'm hearing and from what I saw, 16 million, uh, if I was Orlando City, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Uh, you're not going to get any more from Daryl DK. 60 million is good. Take it and run with it as quick as you can, especially if they're offering you that. Yeah, I think if they're giving us 60 million and they're going to let us let them keep keep us to the end of the year, I mean, I'd, if I take half of that, if they're going to let us keep them to the end of the year, to be honest with you. I mean, you get a little sell on clause if you can. Yeah, we we get we get some we get some we keep him happy, uh, you know I don't know work it out but I, I definitely want to make sure Daryl's happy. I want to make sure because he's if you're asking me, Daryl DK is our maybe the only chance we got to to win trophies this year. When it all boils down to it, Nani can only do so much. It's an eleven man squad. Nani's carried us, man, to victories, but can he do it four, three or four straight games? I don't know, especially late in the season. So we're going to need some DK action. We're going to need goals from somebody else mm-hmm. in the playoffs mm-hmm. other than Nani right. to win us a game. So, yeah. you know, it's it, when we got to win three of them or four of them to, to win it all. So Yeah, especially Antonio Carlos is what, our, our third leading scorer or something. For me, yeah. I, I mean, I can see where they're coming from where it's like, if 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 this was Daryl DK's last year of his contract, which it's not, we got all sorts of options, I'm sure. Yeah. And 
we didn't sell him and we won an MLS cup and he left at the end of the year for free. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. Yeah. 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 Me I too. Would if not we not care a... at all. That's worth yeah. well over 10, 15, 16, $20 million. So yeah. um, they're due to PSG with Mbappe. They don't seem to care either. Yeah. You know? like, look, I, sold I, for 25 million. If Ronaldo is only 25 million, why don't we buy him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, right now, look, the real, the honest, like, like even, even if, if like, um, if you know, um, PSG had sold Mbappe today, who are they going to bring in? And I mean, it had to trigger Holland's clause or whatever. Right. So point is, if we sell DK like this week and to play to Fenerbahce right now, cause their windows to the eighth, I believe is September. What, what are we going to do? How are we going to replace them? We have to roll with Tesho. And, and right now, anything, anything Pato does is icing on the cake. You can't go the rest of the season expecting anything specifically from him. You know, not until he goes out there on the pitch. You know, you can't expect that he's going to contribute anything at all. So absolutely so, nothing. So yeah, I mean, with that, you know, so Tesho, Tesho is it's not a rag on Tesho. Tesho is a limited player. He's being asked to do more. You know, he's he's got more responsibility than 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 he really should have, and he gets he gets paid as a role player essentially. But you know, he's been thrust into this this situation where, but that's not ideal for us. JJ, speaking of your boy it's Ronaldo, not- what do you think about uh, the the man you move? I think it's a, a great move for uh, for Manchester United, and, and the reason why is I think he's going to be great in that locker room. Uh, the presence of him in the locker room, helping out Bruno Fernandez, helping out Rashford, helping out these young kids, guys, well, basically young guys, will be great. And uh, I think it's going to be a great move. I think he he's he signed to think to what twenty twenty three twenty. Yeah, two two year two year deal, yeah. Two year, yeah, and then he's gonna finish off his career here in the MLS, where he always wanted to finish, like Nani has stated in many interviews, and probably two years here, finish two years, and then that's it. I think he's done, but I think uh, to me, to see a player like Ronaldo go to Manchester United, which is not a farm league, unlike the French league, mm. um, where Messi yeah. went, you, you, you know, know he was gonna do it. Get it, get it. That's I it. Just, to me, to me, it's you go from Juventus to probably the best league in the world in the Premier League, and Barcelona. You go from Spanish league, which has top teams like Atletico Madrid, uh, Valencia, Villarreal. Um, Sevilla. I'm trying to think of Sevilla, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and you go to the farm league of the French league where you just have super Monaco. league, super team, super team in the French, you in know, the farmers league, in the French. So nobody's yeah. really going to beat you. You know, mm-hmm. Lille's not going to win the back the back championship, uh, and Monaco's they already got cut out of the uh, Champions League. So it's just. Uh, I just feel like, you know, if you're Messi, I'm like, what are you doing? You're just trying to win a championship. Re- reminds me of LeBron James, you know, going down to Miami. No, and, Kevin and, Durant. And Kevin Durant and all these superstars. Listen, <laughs> if you're a great player, go. And, and what's Ronaldo, 36, 37 years old? 36, he's going yeah. he, to still be performing in the top league. So I just feel Messi should have uh, – you know, I don't know. Go for the money, I guess you went for, and everything. And like you were saying, swag. You know, twenty-five million. Anybody could have paid twenty-five million. I think you know, Wilfs. That's chump change from from the Wilfs. We could have yeah. probably gotten Ronaldo. You know, but going, he wanted to go back to Manchester, and and that's great. He, he's yeah. at Manchester United, and I think it's going to help the team out a lot there. Yeah, I, I 
I think it'll have a little bit of that nanny effect where like, you know, he's, he's a Mason Greenwood and all those, those kids and stuff, you know, they, those guys already grew up liking Ronaldo, those swaggy wingers. They, those guys are Ronaldo fans, not Messi fans. Usually yeah. like Rashford, he's been mentoring Rashford for years. I think he'll be, he'll be great there. Club legend, the whole thing. And, and uh, if he wins like the league or a champions league with Manchester United, we need to stop this. Who's the goat conversation already. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. At his age, and he's able to win a Premier League or, or like you're saying, a Champions League. Mm. I think he, it's it's done. You know, mm. you can't you can't talk. <laughs> you don't have the star qualities like PSG does. You know, uh, you got Neymar, you got Messi, you got uh, Mbappe if he stays, which he's going to stay. It looks like. What does uh what does Ronaldo have really? You know, oh, he's got Fernandes, a good team, but yeah, he's got a good team, but not. But the they're same. not superstars. They're not superstars like what PSG has. Yeah, for sure. Here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, number one, I not a, don't really. I'm not a Manchester United is blah, but I will not be shocked if Ronaldo comes in and uh, approaches his already held EPL goal record for a single season and less games than everybody else. Number one. And then number two, I just, I just casually realized Edward right behind you. Uh, you have the nice Orlando spelled out there. And uh, if you move a couple letters around, it spells, uh, it spells Ronaldo. Uh, all we got to do is move a couple That's of awesome. seats around. Uh, but yeah, R, R uh, put the R to O. Yeah, the literally, end. they are wow. all the same letters. It is Ronaldo. Uh, it's all meant to be just like Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, TB12, TB. Yeah. Ronaldo, trading in the stars, my guy. You got to come to Orlando. We just move around the. the yeah, the Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Ronaldo, yeah, yeah, I would be solely for that if that brought us Ronaldo to switch the letters around. But you know, someone in the Ronaldo SG or some OG city. would be like, "No, the city's bigger than Ronaldo." I was like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah if put Ronaldo to take a picture in front of the, the sign Ronaldo behind there. That'll pay for that'll pay for the, the academy by itself. Anyways, back. You know, Liam's we got no thoughts about. Yeah, Ronaldo. Look, me and JJ, that Portuguese blood was flowing with with you know the goat. So we'll, I thought we'll you were on. Portuguese too, JJ. Or, or Cleon. Cleon. Or Cleon. No. Just during the Euros, I think. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> just during the Euros. Yeah, it was just during the Euros. <laughs> they, revoked, they revoked my citizenship again. Just, just like I was Jamaican during the Gold Cup, but I wanted DK back. You guys are horrible. All right, let's talk about uh, – we only have a uh, just a previews to go. We're 46 yeah. minutes in, but uh, let's talk about uh, Columbus coming up. On Saturday, right? And then what we got Atlanta midweek next week or no Friday, the, the Friday, the Friday after. Oh, so another week. Yeah, we we, we got Bobby for Atlanta. We could talk about Columbus only. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Columbus, the reigning MLS Cup champions coming into town. They uh have been absolutely horrible. They had lost six games <laughs> in a row before <laughs> they just beat Cincinnati off of two of the worst mistakes that you can find that literally only FC Cincinnati could make. And some for some reason, Cincinnati, Not playing us. Cincinnati just had to give Columbus just a nudge to come in to Orlando and, and just a little bit of ump for some reason. So we appreciate you for doing absolutely nothing to us for us, Cincinnati. I would have really loved for them to go into Columbus's house and beat them because then that would have been pretty much an easy dump on Saturday. But now we got Columbus kind of thinking we just came back from miracle, two goals in two minutes, you know, excellent job. So Columbus coming in, uh, 
I'm kind of upset because I called four straight dubs and then Tesho missed a penalty kick. Uh, otherwise, we'd be well on our way, if you ask me, to four straight dubs because I think this is going to be an easy one. And I don't say it very often. I do expect goals from Daryl DK, plural. Uh, and uh, that's if he plays, as long as he's here. And I think he'll play. I don't think there's any news. And if he's not on the roster, you can think he got your answer uh, on, mm. on Saturday. So uh, I anticipate him to be there. Uh, I anticipate him to be starting with Nani, uh, Vanderwater. Any word on Mauricio? I haven't seen anything on Mauricio, but, I mean, he played the last match, and I, I'm not sure. Hopefully he's, you know he's who back. we've been – you know, it's and I've been saying this for years, but and, and a lot of people, this piece is very polarizing. But where's man Sebas? We need that man back. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Sebas our, is healthier because he's with the national team, but that's the problem. I mean, he's healthy, but he's not here. So, which yeah, which means that at least when, when he when he comes back, uh, when he's when he's done with the national team stuff, because he's a starter now. I mean, he might have been their best player in the last competition they had. Um, he uh, he'll be back, but yeah, I mean, Sebas was a for many people. It was like, is he a starter or not? I mean, he's he's been probably with Nani and Carlos. I guess they're our best, you know, best player, our best yeah. midfielder. So yeah, I'd love but, to have him back. But in in all honesty, if the back five say Pedro. Uh-huh. Uh, Drow, mm-hmm. Carlos, Johnson, mm-hmm. and Juan. Zero goals for Columbus. I don't see him scoring. I just don't see it happening. So uh, I think it's a dub for this one, but I'm a little. Well, what scares me is this: is that Joey Desart he left the previous game with the hamstring, uh, right? He, he, he huh? Yeah. So he left a little bit of a hamstring thing, right? And then he 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 played through this one. He said he was fine. He played through the last punch and then he got looked like pretty hurt. So Desart, if you look at our depth chart for a defensive midfielder, he's the fourth stringer. But we're going into, you know, JJ's neighbor over here, Raul Aguilera. Nice story and all that, but that's the fifth stringer. So I don't know if we roll out him versus that he midfielder. He's good though, bro. He's looking good. He's looks better than Joey. I'm no, I wouldn't say bro. No, he, no, bro, he looked, he looked hey, better I'm than Joey in his first game. Did I mean when you compare Maybe. their first games together? Yeah, no, but but I, I've seen I've I've seen a couple things. I he 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 looks like an MLS player, like a squad player, not like I don't think he's gonna start it. But there's times where he looks a little excited and he's like a puppy chasing the ball. And there's a couple times where Urso and like Ganson or whatever were saying, "Hey, hey, let's you know cover that space." You know, he gets he gets pulled out. I get a little distracted. I mean, he's new, he's minute, so it, it's gonna happen. But I'm saying, look, Nagby, Zellerian whatever Arthur, like you want Raul versus that. I mean, that's, that's a tough ask. So, but, but I'll, you know what, this is crazy. This, this would have been crazy to say a year ago, but okay. Anytime Yuri shows a little bit of health, Poppy just throws them out there. Everybody else, they got to work into fitness, get a muff in there do the whole thing. And then he throws them out, but not Yuri, Yuri 70%. He's out there. So Yuri came back to training today. So I'm, I'm afraid he's going to come out and play, but, uh, I'm afraid. I, yeah, I'm afraid because he's not healthy. Look, if he was healthy, he wasn't doing like he was having some moments, but then he, he got hurt and it, it really set him back. But at this point, you know, give me a hundred percent Raul over like a 50% Yuri. 
you know, for, for sure. Or do we see Joao Moutinho go into the midfield like he did at the end of the Chicago fire match? But that yeah. midfield, that, that midfield battle is going to be crucial. I mean, Joao, they, they're very cautious with his health and he's started the last two. If anyone had a doubt, it seems like Juan and Joao are starters on a fullback based on what we were seeing here. And, um, um, Kyle Smith's been, been sent to the dustbin. We haven't seen him in a couple matches. Um, and, uh, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if I was going to, is going to start, but I would feel a little better about this match if we had Sebas or Andres or, or, you know, I don't know, maybe even hundred percent Yuri to go in that midfield or Joey even to go in the midfield against that Columbus midfield. That being said, uh, I think Nani's back. I'm in, and DK, I think it's going to start. That's enough. Mauricio might be there. And um, I want to see Nani DK and Vanderwater and see what, what can happen with that. And if Mauricio's out, Mueller at the 10 again or whatever is fine with me. And then um, um, let's see what I think we, we could win. I'm going to say two to one Orlando City, 90 DK goals in this one. All right. Good. I got to add a goal because Pedro's not going to be there. Yep. Two to one. So. Yeah. 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 Isela Rayon's going to get get a free Although kick on Mason. Guy Grenwitz going to be in there. So, yeah. Never know. Cleon, you going to give us a prediction? I'm going to say one to nothing Poppy special. We yeah. win. Yeah. One to nothing. Um, yeah. I'm confident with that. I'm confident with that. Hey, but, but uh, once you get around, once you go all the way around with these previews, I want to, I want to bounce back and let's, let's bounce back to, uh, to uh, Raul real quick after, after you finish previews. Okay. All right. JJ. Um, I'll get my kiss again from El Profe. We're going to win, <laughs> and uh, we'll win easily 2-0. That's, that's my favorite think, thing of the whole year so far. 2-0, uh, we win, and uh, El Profe gives me a kiss again because I didn't get one this week. Yeah, I saw that. that. Just passed because uh, no we goals. didn't get the win. No goals, no win, and uh, we was very mad at the referees there. So, uh, yeah, uh, we win 2 nothing. I get my kiss back. The fact that the kiss is documented and there is a legitimate video of the kiss on JJ's noggin is just shit. It's twice. That's twice. Time we win, no. I get a kiss. It is a thing now, man. It is. It is like it needs to go. You know, they need to do like a chant about it. Right, I think the wall should make a chant about JJ. The wall should make a chant. All right, all right, we're moving on. We could call it the bus. We could call it the Basan Beso. Beso is kiss in Spanish. The Basan Beso. That's what yeah. we got to call it. That's, That's it. That's I'm perfect, right there. Roll out a song. Yeah. About Raul, Cleon wants to touch on him. I personally agree with Cleon. I think he's been pretty, pretty darn good. He's pretty quick on the feed. I like his decision making skills so far. He seems to be understanding the fact that in his position, if you make the simplest and most secured pass, it's usually going to work out pretty well. And uh, I like what he's doing. He reminds me the, a lot of how he was moving. I know this is crazy, but oh, when, no. when Yuri was playing at his peak and MLS is back last year, when he was doing good, he kind of reminds me of like, a, I'm on the way to be that guy. I'm on the way. He seems like a very good distributor. Um <sighs> Cleon, tell us what, what 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 you're thinking about Raul. I I'll say this when 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 I wasn't expecting much out of the signing, but he's he might be he. I don't want to jump the gun or nothing like that, but he might be one of those types of players that play a whole lot better when he's playing with smart players. Um, because when watching him with OCB, I didn't think nothing of it. Um, 
you know, he was okay. He looked, he looked okay. Um, didn't look anything special to me. Um, but watching him with the, with, you know, with the first team players, when he gets out there, he's not a passenger, bro. Like a lot of these times, like, uh, uh, I guess it's true. I guess it makes sense. Cause he's not like an Academy kid. He's from the Academy, but he's not like a kid. He went through college. He's been out a couple years now. So he's, he's a little bit more of a mature player, I guess. But um, he's not a passenger out there. Like he's not like one of these kids just going out. They throw him out there on the pitch and then they're like being constantly being told what to do. He's out there and he's like, he's, he's vocal. Like he's, he's very vocal. If you watch him, he's out there and he's, he's, he's communicating and he's not, he's not scared to be out there with these, with these players. He doesn't play um, or he doesn't carry himself on the pitch. Like he doesn't belong there. You know what you understand what I mean? Like, um, uh, yeah. So he he, I, I watched him the the first couple times he's got in, and you know, in the first the first time it was on an emergency situation, and it was only a few minutes. It was like what six seven minutes, but it was we are under heavy duress um, because they were trying to score a comeback goal, and he he did well for himself. And then he got more extended time this time. He got about what twenty, about seemed like it was about at least twenty minutes, right? Yeah, at least, uh, at least. Yeah, yeah he got at least he got at least twenty minutes. Um, yeah, not more. Yeah, probably maybe more. But um, mm-hmm. he was out there, and he was out there, and he was communicating, he was directing, he was, you know, he's back there playing like a, well, I would say more like a six type role, right? Yeah, he's definitely a six role. Um, definitely playing like a six, but he, but he's out there and he's he's in his position, he's directing, he's not scared to to you know tell other guys go here, go here, whatever. He's communicating. He might not even be right. But he's not scared of the moment. You know what I mean? And and that's um, I, I really I really like I really like his confidence and I, I like um his composure mm-hmm. out there. He doesn't like if I didn't know where we got him from, I wouldn't think anything of it. Like I think we just got another MLS player. Um we brought him in and they'll put him on the pitch and I would just think nothing of it. But mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? So he he doesn't look he doesn't look like you know somebody out of place. So that's to me that's encouraging. Or some of yeah. the home runs have when they've, especially when they've yes. been introduced. You know, yes, I mean? they look very out of place. Like Michael yeah, Halliday, yeah. you know, he's he's kind of working his way in. Mason, fair and to be fair, looked pretty out of place in his first and, match. Or and two. Mikey, and Mikey got 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 you know got him. They throw they throw a lot at them. Like when Mikey's first game, it probably wasn't a good idea, but they they expected him to go up high and, and be on the ball, you know. So they they I, I appreciate what, the, what they're doing. They they put these homegrowns out there and they expect something out of them. And they, these kids have cojones, man. They go out there and put it out there. And Raul, yeah, doesn't seem fearless at all and all that. I I um, he seems quick and athletic. He's my worry is that he's very small. You know, it's it's the midfield's physical. You look at Urso, you look at Mendez, even Perea, even Yuri. They're physical players. Um, Raul is is maybe got a little bit out of Chihuahua, maybe small and strong. Um, but did you uh, not the, see the, that play that he did, and he threw the guy down, and the guy yeah. got back up and, and was like about to get. I don't know who it was for Miami. Uh, he, yeah. he took him down. He didn't I care. Guess. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm saying he's not. He's not scared of it. He's not scared. But at some point, you're gonna go in for a 50-50 ball, and someone's just gonna launch it to the moon because he's small. Um, but the um, the one thing I, I the one thing I, I 
I think uh, defensively, you know, just it's like a minute. It's nothing wrong. It's not a critique. It, defensively, I thought he got a little bit out of position at times. And it, offensively, yeah, he's vocal. I appreciate all that. But he, he's he got the Joey Desart last year syndrome where he, he, the closest person, he, he gets the ball. He, he's People are open. Huran was just like tying a shoe, doing cartwheels. And all you got to do is make that switch. If we're going to compare to Yuri, Yuri will make that pass. Sebas will make that pass. Even yeah, I don't, will I don't try. see Yuri. I don't he, see Yuri. Yeah, yeah. But, but if we're going to talk about that, what he's doing right now, he's doing he, – he is almost like nice trusting him and stuff. And they're, they're using him to get out of little pickles and triangles. That was really cool to see. And I was like, look at this man. Nani actually passes kick, you know, cause Jansen at one point looked at him and just sent it to someone else, but, <laughs> but um, they passed it and they included him and they trusted Raul there. So that was really cool to see. And he did well, but then when he's got a little bit of space, especially when we're trying to win the match, he's passing at three feet to Nani two feet to Mueller, you know, to Benji. Like, he's not – he doesn't take any chances def- offensively or passing, which, you know, I, I don't like that just, you know, tidy six-foot, four-foot passing thing. And and it, that that's going to come with time. Joey's just starting to do that a little bit more, and I still think he's too – he's still too passive, you know? But so – but me, that's the only thing. But but he just got there. He's played 30 minutes. So Raul has been a surprise. Some of these guys, I'm like, our academy, we got nothing in the pipeline. Then they come out. They're like, hey, holiday's better than I thought. Mason is good after all, you know? And Raul's another one where I'm like, I thought I thought it was just a token a homegrown signing. But you know what? He's an MLS player. He's done better than I thought he, he has because like Cleon said in it, in OCB, he hasn't he hasn't impressed. He hasn't he didn't impress in there. He did play in a tough division in college, um, in the ACC, but um but so far I like what I've seen. I'm I'm glad he, we have him. All right. Well, now it's my turn to talk about my buddy Raul, which I've known since he was probably eight years old, seven years old. Uh from the days at five points indoor soccer center in Northside sports complex where he would go with his dad and play the big boys. I mean, I remember the kid at 10 years old, 11 playing with 23, 24 year old college kids and indoor and schooling them. Um, So I'm no, it's no surprise to me. I think the kid is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I honestly think, and it's not because I know him and his family. I just think I, I've seen the kid play from the, his young days to where he is today. Uh, physicality, yeah, I don't see I don't see a problem with him being small. I mean, there's a lot of players that are small that are physical and everything. Uh, the guy, the kid's smart. I mean, in the first game uh, that he came in for Joey in the six minutes, I mean, he, smart players. What does he do? Kicks the ball out. So we waste time. If it was anybody else, they'd probably be playing with the ball and trying to be smart. Like Chris Mueller back in the Chicago game that we lost Ooh, to. Or too soon. Yeah, you know, I remember that. I forgot about that. You know, Raul comes in, first game as a pro. You know, he gets the ball at his feet. Man, he's like, man, I'm getting this thing out of here, kicking it to the other side out of bounds to waste time. That's smart, you know, which some of the players on our team sometimes didn't have that, the smartness. Um it's his second game as a pro. I mean, the kid has played at North Carolina. He's been through the whole OC Academy from with Greg Brick to Joey Avalon to what it is today or to what it was and then to what it is today. So he's grown up in that OC Academy. So to me, I'm very happy to see Raul. I'm very happy to see him in an Orlando City jersey. And I'm excited to see what's going to bring. And I'll be honest, uh, I think that he could start. He could start against Columbus if uh, if we don't have anybody. No Yuri. I mean, even though Yuri's coming back from practice, if we have no Yuri and Joey's hurt, 
I wouldn't mind putting Raul back there and uh, helping as a six. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm glad you wouldn't mind, JJ, because uh, if if you did mind, it'd have to be Eddie or something, because ain't nobody else that can do it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna I don't know. Yeah, I, what do we do? Right? I think you you could put you could put Mauricio there, you know, at, at second eight and have Ursula sit deeper, you know, or something like that. But yeah, but no, I look Rose been a pleasant surprise. He paid 17 minutes, but his even passing, you know, three or four or five feet, he was still 72% passing. Some of it was was just clearing the ball out, which he did smart. He seems like a smart, athletic kid, you know, and um, and he's a good squad player. He's cheap, good good story, and all that. And then you know, these we find a little, maybe we find a little diamond in the rough, kind of, you know, kind of thing. Because none of nobody here, as much as you you know, he was your neighbor, JJ. I remember when he was a home when he was signed. Nobody here was was like, okay, definitely homegrown stud when we signed him. But you know, he's been a surprise. You so so now you know. I think he surprised all of us to a certain degree. All right, well, let's get our shout-outs, and we'll get on out of here. I'm going to start first, and then I'll steal my shout-out. <laughs> and talk about this before like we usually do, so we're just winging this. But uh, I got to give a shout-out to uh, – I've been doing this a lot lately, but this this is a good one. I'm going to give a shout-out to old Joseph Martinez in Atlanta United. <laughs> I really didn't think there would ever come a day where I was like, Atlanta could score here, and I wouldn't be too mad, right? Nashville, they've been horrible on the road all year. They hadn't won a game, I don't think, all year on the road. And they're we're in a battle with Nashville, just like we were last year. I'm like, I, Nashville can get one point here. I'll, I'll take that. Nice draw. And then Joseph, man, he missed that that shot wide and cried like a little baby with his pink hair, ripped his shirt off like a wannabe Hulk Hogan. And oh boy, I was never been so grateful that Atlanta missed a, missed a goal, man. I didn't even Nashville could have taken could have taken twenty points, man. That was right there, <laughs> delicious, Ian Joseph, man, crying, biting yeah. his lip, pink hair, shirt halfway off, man. That looked like it was a different movie, not MLS. I'll tell you that right now. They looked like they were going for something else there, yeah. kicking, kicking that goalpost. Poor Joseph, and I mean that in a hundred percent sarcasm. I could not feel less sorry for the guy. I really couldn't. Uh, Cleon, you? Yeah, I'm gonna shout out. Um, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to, um, let's say, mm, you know what? I ain't got no shout outs to nobody, bro. The only people, the only, the only person I'm ready to shout out is I'm ready to shout out every last one of y'all in this uh, fantasy league. In this Orlando City fans, oh, Orlando City. You took mine. You took mine. What? Oh. What you mean? Oh wow! Hey, we didn't I, think I you were gonna shout, be here, JJ. You know. I want to. I want to. I want to <laughs> shout. I want to shout out all you guys in in our um in our fantasy league, bro, and just let you know, I've been I've been in the war room. Oh. I've been in the war room. I'm on a rampage. The spreadsheet king is back, yeah. and um, is oh. he's back and he's bigger and he's better than ever, and I don't care if I got the tenth pick. The twelfth pick, fifteenth pick. I don't care. I don't care if you got me in the sixteenth spot. I'm the spread, I'm the spreadsheet king, and I'm gonna destroy all y'all in this league, and I'm taking no prisoners. Graham, you got that fluke win last season. It ain't gonna happen this time, bro. I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's, a wrap. it's over for every last one of y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've been sleeping less because Graham won a free champion, a free fantasy no, football league. He won, yeah, I, no, he beat me one game. He beat you one and, game. And, I know. And it's it, still it, eating. It's still eating me to my core. It, it messed up I my perfect. It messed up I my perfect you record. You ain't beat me. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah you know, you did. I lost one game. Yeah. I lost no, you one lost game. Two. 
I one. beat you. We, like, we'll we'll get to that you. at a different time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex won like two times. I'm pretty sure one was against me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, shout out. I, I, um, you, the fantasy one was was a good one. Uh, last year's winner, I'm still deciding on your gift. Sorry about that. Um, Cleon's a commissioner now. Actually, Cleon, you decide on last year's. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, a, a special uh Shout out. This is a real shout out. It's not a not a joke one this time. A special shout out to the um the academy, the U17s, yep. U15s. They um the you know academy's gone through some stuff. We we haven't been we haven't held back. We've been honest about how it's gone. You know, there's been some some bad choices. You see some players now starting for LAFC who could have been homegrowns for free because various reasons, ego and stupidity and all kinds of reasons why they, we had to reset the academy three times. That last year, they, they had to bring in a lot of players to get to the U15, U17 stocked up because we didn't have them here, you know, and, and reputation. These things were, weren't great. And now, now it's on the upward swing, you know. Uh, shout out Marcelo's the boss. Uh, so shout out to Javier Car- Carillo, who is uh, this Peruvian gentleman. He, he coached the U-17 to the championship. Um, U-17 hasn't lost yet. A lot of those U-17 kids are going to the U-23, um, that reserve league. Plus, we have the uh, NPSL, whatever that league is, um, squad. UPSL. UPSL is going to be basically our de facto U-19. And then um, we're going to try to get a U-12 um, squad come in. The Wilfs are supposedly going to invest in that. So, um, you know, so we're talking about Raul. We're talking about Mason. You know, the, the one thing that there's still the stands are still full. The, the Orlando City is good now, but the stands still are full. One thing to help bring the fans back is some excitement is some homegrown kids doing well, scoring some goals. So shout out to the good work the uh the academy's doing. I mean, onward and Godspeed, you know. So real shout out. JJ. Uh, and I'm just gonna continue a little bit off of Eddie. Let's not forget. Next week they play Philly in their home or in their first game away in Philadelphia. The U17 start following them, guys. A lot of them are U15 players that moved up to U17. So you got a lot of young kids that are going to be playing against big boys uh, in this academy, and they're going to be there for and two the years. So th- and the reserves, and they're they're going to be good. They're going to be good players and everything. So you got a lot of players. Some of them came from uh, Atlanta. Some came from, uh, I think it was California. So there's a lot of Venezuela. Players. Yeah, Venezuela. So you got a lot of good players that are there. Uh, now to my shout out, I want to give a shout out. I'm not a sporting Lisbon fan, but I got to give a, a shout out to them. They just loaned out another uh product of theirs to PSG, Nuno Mendes. Uh, so another, uh, going to be a great, great left back uh, for PSG, um, Nuno Mendes. And then also to, to the Portuguese league, which came out yesterday as they had the most, they sold the most players, the Portuguese league uh, out of everybody in the world and had the biggest profit out of it. So congratulations to the Portuguese league. They're fourth or fifth in the world and ahead of France, of course, but we still can't get them on TV on BN or ESPN or anything. I don't understand what the heck's going on, but we got the eighth Swedish team that is on uh, BN sports or ESPN plus. I don't get it. But shout maybe, out to the Portuguese league. Maybe we could get that, that bootleg uh, cable JJ's guy and watch that Portuguese soccer. And we could, they could be sponsors. The true selling league of them all is the Portuguese league. So, or the Brazilian one, but either way, 
But guys, yeah, we're gonna beat the crew, man. We're gonna we're gonna win at home. Poppy and Porter don't get along, and you know it's gonna be. I'm excited, guys. Yeah, it's very uh, similar to last year. Uh, we're I guess the Columbus game was a little later in the year last year, but I kind of felt like I hate. To, I never hate to say. I always hate to say must win because every game's a must win. But you really want to win this one. You know what I mean? It's just like this one and the next one are two very good opportunities to get dubs. You guys will all be in Atlanta, right? You guys are all going to Atlanta? Yep. Yes, sir. Nice. Yes. All right. Well, I'll be cheering you guys on. I think Ryder gets to join you this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That'll be cool. So. Like I said, it's not official unless you got one white Alex. That'll be cool. So, <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll be on before then, uh, the Atlanta match. I'll see you guys. I'll be at the game on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get to say bye you finally. I finally yeah. get to see you. If you guys uh, see me, feel free to say hey. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll be there, and I'll be in uh, section. Uh, where are we at? JJ ten. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'll be in section. Hey, maybe you could get some action too, Alex. When uh, maybe I'll when, have uh, Bazan uh, Beso come up there and get you a, a kiss. Give me yeah. a big uh, a, a big Beso. <laughs> yes, okay. at least you'll be right there to see it happen guys we we, we, we already picked a song out today's the song for the show is besame at risk crespo besame <laughs> alright All right, guys see you thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast until next time be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at orlandolionsden.com besame